the Food and Agriculture Organization Food Price Index increases and a successful African free trade area implementation could unlock major benefits. From over 869 cities, 121 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The Care Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, and in Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. In this episode, Damali Sali, head of programs at Private Sector Foundation Uganda, talks about green financing and why it should be targeted at small and medium-sized enterprises. I think what's really important is, and it's been touched on a little bit, is that we need to ensure that these uh, economic zones or industrial zones or whatever policy that we do, we need to ensure that it is uh, married or combined with policies that catalyze local domestic growth, right? So a lot of people right now don't know that the industrial parks are also available to local SNEs, local companies in Uganda that are in Brandon. They don't know that because that message, whatever has been talked a lot about or portrayed, is that it's a foreign company that comes to invest in Uganda that gets into the industries. So we need to make sure that we highlight Disseminate that information, disseminate that information to know if you are a local company, you can also access the industrial zone and these are the incentives you get. Because now the conversation is mostly around if you go to on the streets, the conversation is that if you are a local company, you don't get a tax incentive or any incentives. And yet a foreign company does. And yet there are incentives. It's just that I don't they're not about they're not shared so people don't get this information so that's important i feel like that's a very important conversation to disseminate down that ugandan companies can't actually access industrial parks and this is how they should access them and then also give examples of what ugandan company that's actually an industrial fact so that we stop having this conversation that only a foreign company actually have benefits say in an industrial park preserves authority only gives benefits to a foreign company they also have many just that we're not talking about it but we need to if to be able to attract our companies in there, in those things. Then uh, the other point I wanted to talk about is that we need to also figure out a way or or attract this green planners that is looking at SMEs. SMEs are the last, largest part of our economy. They employ the largest number of people. They are the ones that have the highest number of youth, the highest number of women. So even looking at inclusive economic growth, you should not ignore SMEs. But most times when we are the talking about these large pots of financing uh the new buzzwords they look at the big guys and i feel like we need to also blend it that yeah we have certain green financing that will go to the big guys you know to scale because it's easy for them to scale but also we need to find a way to avail green finance for the SMEs because they are the engine of the economy so we need to ensure that that balance is very 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 clear and we advocate for SMEs we need to ensure they're not left behind. And because if they're left behind, it doesn't matter what you do with the large guys. The SMEs are the majority. So if they are not into green product, production, sustainable production, you still won't save the environment because everyone is populating everywhere. If, if, if there's a, the green zones are greened, but the rest of the country production is not greened, then still we'll have an environmental disaster. 
And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Food and Agriculture Organization Food Price Index increased for the first time in a year to 127.2 index points in April of 2023 from a downwardly revised 126.5 in March. Sugar prices jumped 17.6%, a third consecutive increase in reaching its highest level since October 2021 due to concerns of a tighter global availabilities after further downward revisions to the production forecasts for India and China, along with lower than expected output in Thailand and the EU. At the same time, mid prices were up 1.3% as international quotations for pig meat rose, the most on increased import purchases by Asian countries and the continued supply limitations in leading exporters due to high production costs and animal health issues. On the other hand, serious costs declined 1.7% as a fall in the world prices of all major grains outweighed an increase in rice prices. Cost of vegetable oils dropped 1.3% owing to stable world palm oil prices and lower soy, rapeseed and sunflower oil quotations. Dairy prices declined by 1.7%. A quick trip around Africa, the International Monetary Fund expects to disperse the next tranche of its $1.3 billion financing program with Zambia soon. The Southern African nation, which was the major sovereign casualty of the COVID-19 pandemic and has been in default since 2020, is seeking to overhaul its debt in a slow process and it secured the IMF funding last August. Ghana and Ethiopia have also sought to restructure their debt, but the processes have been delayed by a cacophony caused by diversification of creditors in recent years. China is the largest bilateral creditor for many African nations, including Zambia. Some 19 out of 35 sub-Saharan African nations are at or close to the risk of debt distress. A successful African free trade implementation could unlock major benefits for Africa in terms of income, jobs, among other things. This is according to a report by IMF staff. The departmental paper published examined the prospects for African trade integration in the context of a changing world amid the climate crisis, risks of geopolitical fragmentation, technological progress, and the continent's prospective demographic growth. The 64-page document found that comprehensive reforms combined with the African continental free trade area implementation could increase the median merchandise trade flow between African countries by 53% and with the rest of the world by 15%. This would consequently raise the real per capita GDP of the median African country by over 10%. Such performance resonates with findings in the literature that trade reforms could help reduce extreme poverty by an additional 30 to 50 million people across the continent. The authors of the report said these opportunities would would require investment in the physical and human capital, a macroeconomic and business environment conducive to private sector-led growth, a modernized social safety net that supports the most vulnerable. The African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement entered into force in 2019, but it is not yet effectively implemented. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at Withadong. <laughs>